Paul's Boutique is just one of those albums that just stands out for me because it it's all loops. And it's just one of those that just kind of got swept under the rug. Yep. And I you know, I discovered it twenty years later after you know, after it actually came out, but just knowing the backstory after I've heard it for the first time, mm-hmm. you just respect it so much more. Right. And that's just one of those bands that just never gonna be able to see. I did. I, you did? I saw them um, on an island off the coast of Washington called Bremerton, mm-hmm. and they were with Cypress Hill. What? And there was a huge bong on stage. A bong? It was a huge <laughs> bong. And um, actually what happened was it was an outdoor venue, and there we were kind of in a gorge, and there was a fence around the, the venue. Mm-hmm. And people just broke down that fence. I mean, once BC Boys got on stage, everybody just came through the fence, and we just all listened together. That sounds like a riot, but it sounds like a really good time. But everybody just came together. It didn't matter who you were there to see, Cypress Hill or BC Boys. We all just had a great time. That's so cool. Yeah. So Barb doesn't like the Beastie Boys? (laughs) No, I guess not. That's okay. She loves my 90s um, mix, though, of like R&B, rap rock yeah you know i'll well, put that on you got good taste in music Thanks. i've been i've been in your vehicle a couple of times and you're always playing good jams yeah you like the newer rock stuff so so i just discovered that like a couple months ago like i lost my way from rock for a while mm-hmm. um and then came back to it i when i bought the car it came with serious 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 xm mm-hmm. and um there's a channel called octane Oh, yeah. And it plays some really good stuff. And it plays some old stuff, too. Like, it was, I was listening to it on the way over here, and it was playing, um, uh, oh my gosh, Dave Grohl. Oh, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Was yeah. it, were they playing the new stuff? They were playing the old stuff and the new stuff. So oh, they played cool. an old song, and then they played Shame. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And then Waiting for War. I think that's one of the new ones. Yeah. That's, yeah. So the two, so they played some old stuff, and then they played, that's what I like about the station is that it's pretty, diverse and mm-hmm. the, the rock like you know just some of the new the new um bands have weird names have you noticed that yeah it's i feel like i'm getting that age where <laughs> what, what what what's a post malone <laughs> well no like varsity so it's spelled without the vowels oh yeah or um, so it's v-r-s-t-y yeah versity versity wow that's weird and then there's like a band called attack attack that i've started to like have you heard of them? i've heard of them yeah um they're on the heavier side too they, aren't they? are yeah, yeah. What's, what's one of their songs because oh um let's look it up because i'm drawing a blank i like saul too have you heard saul no yeah oh i've got some good stuff for you okay yeah because i've i've lost my way see i just get stuck in that loop of all the stuff right. that i'm comfortable with right and i found out that people who are like type a or have high anxiety like to go back to the same things over and over again because it's predictable it's comfortable right. you know so sometimes it's hard for me to stray to the new songs because oh, i just need to i just need to escape and music is one of those biggest uh, escapes for me but it's always so refreshing when you can find find good music that just clicks that way right. and it just doesn't happen often attack attack it's so weird when um all of this started Yes. I went to gangster rap. Did you really? Yeah, I went back old school for a little while. So like... Um, Dr. Dre. Yeah, pub, uh, Public Enemy and... Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't take you to be a gangster rap, but... Well, you know. You rock it. 
Yeah. Hardcore. I love everything. Nice. Not a huge country fan. Oh, yeah, here it is. This is Attack Attack. Okay, so... Okay, that's good. I'm going to have to listen to that more later. Um, so, you know, you've been to a couple Aftershocks, and, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is always, you know, people are saying that rock's dead or mm-hmm. rock's dying. And so listening to some of these new bands and even the harder ones or going back and listening to, like, Foo Fighters and some of the other bands, you know, Lin- uh, Linkin Park, and mm-hmm. and just remembering all the good songs for the last 20 years, yeah. like, when we get to to the book you know yes and we don't have to right now but. no 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 i, I think that, that's so cool that you brought that by the way i should probably introduce you i think oh are we recording <laughs> yeah oh i thought we were just having a good conversation <laughs> i see that's see i've been doing this lately and i kind of like it i like to just kind of lead in without actually it saying who it is who's on because when you click on the little player it, it's it'll say who i'm talking to and by the way, Jamie from Ink Off Me, Ink Off Dot Me, um, th- thank you for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. Um, we've talked a couple times. I've been out to Ink Off Me and I've interviewed you and Barb in the past. And you're the operations manager of uh, all three locations. Of yes, Ink Off Sacramento, me? Stockton, and Berkeley. Right on. And uh, business is a booming, is, is what you were saying? It's so busy. That's it's, good. Yeah, and we're yeah going to build Berkeley up. And Nice. Yeah. It's busy. People don't want their tattoos or hair anymore. I don't know if they're just at home going, I hate this tattoo. Yeah. Or, I don't want to shave anymore. Right. Well, I, I can attest that I don't want to shave anymore only because I, I feel like I'm not getting as many haircuts lately. Not because it's hard to do. Oh, by the way. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for bringing the vino. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear me gulp? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was very ladylike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gulp. Um, so I, I, I would love to get some hair removal done. Like do dudes get the hair removed off the back of their necks all the time? Really? Yeah. I've been thinking about doing that just because it's such a pain. I don't want to get haircuts every, I like, I've been spacing them out every three to four weeks just because I'm growing out my hair and I can just trim around the sides and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I can't get the back of my neck anymore because, you know, I can't have Walter be, you know, be the, 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 the haircut stylist, but peanut butter on there. (laughs) <laughs> so you can just lick it off like nair no. <laughs> i don't think that's the way that works um so what so what is the most common like i don't know if you can disclose any of this information what's the most common thing um that's that's being removed as far as like the hair removal right brazilian now? really yeah manzillion or brazilian yeah brazilians brazilians yeah. I like it i've considered that I've, I've thought it'd be nice to be like a smooth as a seal <laughs> <laughs> Oh is that gosh. is that what they're going for, or is it? Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. They yeah. want everything gone. Yeah. Um. Or and face hair. Face hair. Too. Okay. All right. So, but you have nice face hair. I know. I've I've been. I brought it. You back. go back and forth. Well, last year I don't know what it was. I think I just lost my way, lost my identity, and I just started changing a lot of things. Um. I started wearing weird clothes, and I started painting my nails last year, and oh. wearing makeup occasionally. Like I just kind of went. Off the deep end a little bit. It's like one of those things like where you just kind of have those existential crises where you're just like, I don't know who I am. So I'm just going to just whatever. I'm just going to be whatever I am. And 
don't know. They think there's like little pieces of me in those moments where I was like, okay, that's me, but it just doesn't complete me. You didn't feel comfortable. Right. So over the last couple of months since I've been finding myself and I moved into my own, the, the new Brandon shack. I love it. <laughs> I like it. I think I need to get a sign. I, no joke. On the way here, I was like, how am I going to get him a sign? Should I call what? Charlie? Aww. Charlie make a sign for me? You're just the sweetest. You brought you brought Walter a bone today or like one of those bone <laughs> treats. Yeah. Um, you're just the sweetest. And, and he literally did a dance around this thing he in the did. kitchen. He did. I have never seen him so excited for a treat. <laughs> and I get him those expensive elk antlers because he will only eat the natural stuff. He likes, he doesn't like those, you know, fake treats or whatever. But, uh, and he went nuts for that thing. He did. He did a little dance. Thank you very much. And he was just, um, he's pawing at my my boots. Oh, yeah. So, that, so that's okay. a thing. I just, I... I, if if but if you don't if you don't mind just be like no, no he's still, I think he's just trying to get my attention to pet him yeah and that's the thing that I'm trying to to, to stop only because okay. <clears throat> he's starting to take liberties on things at home okay since we've been transitioning to this new space he is you give him an inch he takes a mile okay. so um, I'm I'm letting him do things that he doesn't normally do at, at the old place um, primarily sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. Which I think right there it gives him that mentality that well I'm I'm even keel with you and you know I have so I have to curtail that and the pawing can get annoying because it could be sitting on the couch and he'll put his paw right up like on your on your on your uh, arm or on your boob and it'll just scratch because he's got these giant claws he's got big paws big paws and and I just trimmed his nails too so they're kind of sharp so just a heads up that that's just one of those things that's like been hard to transition lately okay. yeah. and i won't do pause i'll do, yeah, well, I'll do no, oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good boy yeah. so yeah. the um we were just talking about ink off me and brazilians are the popular thing yeah for guys well for um, actually for both sexes yeah well sure yeah um and anything else that you want to get out about ink off me that that might be going on um by the way, thanks for providing the packages for the pandemic bailout. Oh yeah, how's uh, that going? Uh, everybody, a lot of people are going for the for the no regrets and hair today gone tomorrow packages. Oh great! So we went with the no regrets because you know no regrets. <laughs> that's um, awesome. We called the the tattoo removal package there, and that's like okay. one full sleeve for like one body part. Um yeah, one full tattoo. One full tattoo on yeah. one body part. Yeah. Nice. And then the hair today gone tomorrow package is uh, just a hair removal treatment of one body part. Of full body removal. Part. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. How do you do th- so? Is <laughs> so how do you break up the body part for hair removal? Is it like okay, so, face, neck, yeah, I could, arm, yeah, face, or both arms? Like, I mean, yeah, you half- do arms. Okay, so you could do half arm, you could do full arms, and that's both arms. Okay, I mean, got- people even do their ears, right? You oh, know, yeah. nape of neck. Some guys want this. How is Nick my Adam's apple from I'm here a- down, just so that they don't have to deal with. You know, yeah. so when you shave, I don't know. Sometimes you want that little roughage on the neck, Some right? Some guys just like that line across. Yeah, just so. all the time. Yeah, just wake up and just kind of fall fall out of bed, and you're just kind of perfectly <laughs> manicured because you got all this laser hair removal. God, I wish. Yeah, I'd just do it all, man. You know. Get a, get a machine that just you just walk through and boom. <laughs> so I'm sensing some sort of Jensen's tube oh, that I, you that you slide through, and as you're going through it, all these you know robots come through and. Do Barb it and I are working on it. Are you? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> By the way, how is how is Barb doing? She's good. She's out of um, state right now. 
for a family issue. Um, but she's doing good. good. She, I just talked to her like about an hour ago. Oh, nice. Like hours ago, and she's doing good. Good. And she'll uh, be back Wednesday. Awesome. I'm sure everybody will be thrilled to have her back because yes, everybody goes for everybody Barb and Jamie. Barb. And she just turned 69. Oh, she turned 70. 70, that's right, because yep. she was 69. Happy belated Barb. Then you guys had a party. Did you guys do anything fun? She came over and we had cake and food mm. and, you know, sang happy birthday. What did you make for food? Um, that was the day that we did um, the air fryer. Oh, nice. So we did dumplings and we did, oh my gosh, what else did we do? All sorts of air fried food. It was good. Dumplings in the air fryer. So mm-hmm. what'd you put what'd you put in the dumplings? Um, so they were pre-filled. Okay. With pork and chicken. Mm. And then we just heated them up. Remember, I think um, we just did something simple. We didn't want to really cook. You know? Yeah. We just yeah. wanted to drink and have fun. Yeah. But, and have good conversation. So, but the air fryer is new to me. Have you used an air fryer I've before? I've never used an air fryer. It's a little difficult. Is you, it? You have to do test test runs. Is like with so. What would you recommend testing with like French fries? Well, so I just chicken. everything that we get or try, I just mm. get a lot of and oh, just okay. do like one or two test batches to figure out like the temperature. I see. And the the length of time you should cook it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, it's been really good and really fast too, and healthier than I guess the some ways that you can cook them like deep frying i guess i just haven't i i haven't had air fried food yet oh yeah i guess i maybe i have and i just don't know it yet um (laughs) but yeah i've just never tasted the difference so i I can only take you know people's word for it but everybody just raves about it so so far so good just just you have to find that happy medium with them the cooking time and temperature yeah. with reheating too oh yeah reheating food I, everybody says oh yeah you're gonna have your fast food french fries just like you did you know when you got them yesterday which if you're eating 24 hour fast food <laughs> you oh. you've got more problems oh, and i don't know about problems i just <laughs> i don't know if i can do it that's <laughs> the um so i haven't you, reheated i haven't reheated like the old stuff yet on it yeah Apparently, that's one of the big selling points. Okay. Yeah. And it didn't come with a very good cookbook or, like, manual. Mine was cheap. It was Black Friday, like, $29 at Best Buy. Oh, but, nice. I mean, I've seen the the high-end stuff. Yeah. Like, the couple hundred dollar ones. Probably. Have... It just seems like another gadget <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, takes up many. counter space. Right? I have the Instapot. I have the air fryer. I have... And realis- realistically, how often do you use like the Instapot and the air fryer? The air fryer a couple of times since I bought it. So probably three times yeah. since Black Friday. And then um, my Instapot, when I got it, I was all about the Instapot. Everything was cooked in the Instapot. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't used it probably in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're cooking less or are you cooking more just traditionally? I'm cooking more traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a lot of barbecuing. Nice. Um, and I go to the but- the butcher here in Roseville, mm-hmm. and they just have amazing meats mm-hmm. and marinades. So tri tips, chicken, yeah. And then I'll nice. do the veggies, bacon wrap, asparagus, and mm. throw that on the grill. Making me hungry. Mm-hmm. The um, that's one thing that I've been diving into a lot more um, cooking at home, and I, that's one thing that I lost touch of last year. And I feel like going into the pandemic i was like yes i'm gonna make all my meals i'm gonna prep i'm gonna expand my horizons i'm gonna bust out the the cookbooks and learn something new and that never happened and as the year progressed it was just like doordash and you know all the delivery services all the time and i don't know just it just made me feel 
know how it feels when you eat too much processed food. You just yes. feel empty inside and you hate yourself <laughs> and you know, you wonder if it's ever, if the pain's ever going to go away and um but it's just I don't know affects you emotionally and 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 physically of course. But moving into my own place, I've actually uh, learned to love cooking again, not only because I've got some great cooking utensils um, that Rob was kind enough to donate his hand-me-down pans and pots, which are still, like, really, really good pots and pans. Oh, high, super high. They don't even have, like, stains on them. <laughs> um, but they're, it's just because he acquires so many, he just has so many, ex, le, like, left over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, fortunately, I have that, and I actually got a brand-new knife block, which I've been living with hand-me-down knives from like ikea and uh i I had one uh sheep's knuckle knife you know what those are i do that was my go-to because it was a hand-me-down from my mom after she passed that was one of the things that i just wanted to keep in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and the blade has just chipped and i try to sharpen it but it just won't maintain that 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 sharpness Mm -hmm. but i went out and i got just a 40 dollar knife block and it is a game changer. It's so much fun to just, like, I feel like I'm Emerald and I'm just just slicing things up so quick. And uh, it just makes cooking a little bit more enjoyable when your tools are doing what they're supposed to do. So I just got one, too. You did? Yeah, it was 40 bucks, too. I wonder if you got my the same friends, one. My, my friends, um, like, Barb came over and some other friends came over or throughout the, the last couple of weeks. And they all are like, wow. Because <laughs> it has like a cheese knife and a, oh, nice. a bread knife. Mm-hmm. Do you have the the combo like on all yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a silver handle one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I got the same one. Steak knife. Where'd you get it? Uh, Tarche. Oh no, I got mine on Amazon. Oh okay. But it sounds similar. Yeah. And I I looked at the ones at Tarje actually, and I liked them. Yeah, they're all. I mean, I didn't want to spend a hundred bucks on the the Henkel and right. the hammer, whatever those you know Henkel knives all great quality but you know i'm on a budget and i just don't want to spend an arm and a leg on it plus i didn't expect these to be as high quality as they are i mean they're all stainless steel and so they're just they just clean all the time obviously you hand wash them but i actually don't have a dishwasher at my house i have my left and my right for (laughs) it's i actually prefer it this way only because it feels like you're adding an extra step with the dishwasher yep you know i just want it to be done with Plus, you just you maintain a little bit more of a cleanliness in the kitchen that way because you don't let things pile up. I feel like that too. And then you're you're bending down, putting them in, bending down, mm-hmm. taking them out, then putting them in the, the cupboard. I basically put them in the drainer and then you know use them again. I mean, yeah. sometimes in the morning I'll put them back into the cupboards, but yeah, we all have our general use things: the mugs, the knives, all the stuff that we use on a daily basis. Yeah, but I have I I also. Um, so when I moved into the new Brandon check, I had uh, Brent and Melissa come out and bless the home. So Brent helped me move and helped with uh, you know the transition a lot. And Melissa um, did the same, but she came on the last day because you know she wasn't going to do all the heavy lifting because you know she shouldn't have to do that. Um, but she did the heavy lifting spiritually. She did a uh, whole smudging and blessing of the house and a reading basically to like you know make sure that there wasn't anything negative. Um, in the mumbo jumbo realm, and it turns out there's an elderly couple that oh, lives there, you know, nice. and, and uh, posthumously, yeah, I do. There's an old man, uh, who died of like, um, 
respiratory complications oh, no. in, in the room that I sleep in. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. I mean, it was it's a bedroom, and it does, fortunately, none of this has affected me negatively. And good. she said that they're all safe and they're all sound. Everything's good. Um, but he likes to walk up and down the halls, and he likes to play with my two cats. Oh, yeah. So in the middle of the night, the cats are running up and down the halls, <laughs> or even in the evenings. It, it's really funny because one of the cats that I brought home, back, brought with me. His name's Hermie, and he's he's lived two years past his expiration date. He's Aww. like four years old, and when I adopted him, he was he came to me basically uh, shoved aside from his mom because his his the mom kitty was just too young to to have kittens, and he was the only one of the litter, and he was just abandoned in this bathroom, and so he's always just been independent and self-sufficient because he's just, that's always what he's always known. Mm -hmm. But he was also premature and just a tiny little thing. Like you, you could just put him in your, both of your hands. Like it's like a little baby chick. Poor Bubba. Yeah. And he had, he was just deformed. His head was a little bit too small and he, he took twice as long to, to develop. Um, and he actually had some complications with his hips when he was about two years old. He was disfigured uh, almost in a way t to where he, was lopsided and his hips couldn't support his weight. Um, so he, he jumped off of beds and he did so much damage. He basically broke his hips. Oh my gosh. So he's bedridden for almost two to three months. And he just kind of just, you know, he did his bare, bare minimum. But now after about two years, after he's recovered from that and he's lived past his expiration date, because the vet said that he was, not going to survive based on his condition. Mm -hmm. He's a he's an FELV carrier, which okay. you know feline Feeling AIDS, needs, yeah. and uh, you know I'm, I'm going with somewhere with this because <laughs> um, in the previous home he was just a bed cat. He didn't want to come out and do anything. He just he he would slink out to go to the bathroom and eat and drink water, but then he would slink back into the, the bedroom and just stay there and avoid everything else. In this new place, he is the talk of the town he's all over the place he's oh, like super so happy and active and wonderful oh my gosh just the change in environment that's that's taken place has helped him blossom as a as a cat and so him and this old guy <laughs> have a ball apparently because Wait. he's like just running up and down the halls and nice. uh, chirping. They and, both have and friends. Talking. Yes, friends. exactly. And then the old timer Mozart he's like 14 year old tuxedo cat i've had him forever he's been through it everything with me and uh he's just as spry as ever you know i don't think he's gonna die until he's 20 21 or something he's just kicking um but the old guy is i think a, like a, attached to or, or was with the old lady who hangs out in the kitchen and the old lady told melissa that i better be making good food in the kitchen and that and then Melissa wow. said, oh, I'm sure you're going to give him help, too. And and I, I was like, Who's, who are you talking to? And she's like, the old lady. She just wants you to cook good food in the kitchen. And I said, <laughs> that's oh. That's amazing. That, I know. And, and, and it you know kind of like gave me a little tingle, like, oh, whoa, that's, that's kind of weird. Oh, weird. Yeah. But I have to tell you, every meal that I've made in that kitchen has been outstanding. And that's I don't, fantastic. I don't know if it's help from her. And I don't know. A little extra. Because I have love. Yes, it is. And I and I and I'm learning now that there's there's a, there's an importance to loving what you put in your body, you know, mm -hmm. could go into a uh, 
a naughty realm there, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's also a lot of truth to the fact that if you put healthy, uh, just happy food, you put joy into the food that you prepare, there will be, uh, it, it will it will be residual in, in your body and it stores into the hormones and mm-hmm. in, into your in your body. And, and when you burn through them, it'll still maintain that that energy about it. Um, I was talking to a friend who is big into the the medical science around that, mm-hmm. and it really opened my eyes that you know I could I could be going through some things right now, which I feel like I'm I'm in a kind of a somber place mentally, um, emotionally, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm still burning through some of my negative hormones um, that I have accumulated over the last I don't know six months or so. Mm-hmm. Now, being a medical professional, does there does any of that hold any weight? Oh, sure, yeah. definitely, definitely. What you put in your body, I mean, that's what you're made of, right? Mm-hmm. It's what's in your body. So if you put good things in, good then things come out. Good. Yeah. yeah, and I've I've been doing that a lot more, just exercising that um, intention. Mm-hmm. Intention has been like the, the phrase that pays around uh, in my mind, just because if I if I keep focusing on that, it helps me get through those those negative times. Um, I feel like I'm kind of steamrolling the convo here, but uh, I, what I, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you here, Jamie, is just because you've been a big support system for me over the last couple of months. I mean, last, what, four, five, six months maybe. And it's just these like daily check-ins that, that really go a long way. Um, and a lot of this... Do you feel like this is like your maternal side? Do you feel like this is your 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 nursing experience? You know, this is just your nurturing nature that, that you have about you? I feel like it's all of that. Yeah. Like this is why I'm on the earth is yeah. to um, help people and be around good people and have them help me and just support each other and take care of each other because that's what we should do as humans. You know, mm. we should just be kind to one another, be kind to yourself. And that's not always easy. Sometimes you need somebody to remind you that, Mm -hmm. to do that and to help you and guide you through that. And I have lots of friends and and you've been a good support for me also because, you know, not every day is, you know, butterflies and blowjobs, like they say. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you just have to, you have to have a good support system around you. Right. You have to try to mentally and physically take care of yourself and that isn't easy. So having you or me for each other or Barb or, you know, other friends, your family mm-hmm. around you and supportive and not judging and just being there when you're when things are really bad and being there when things are really good, you know. I think it, that's that's relatable to, to everybody right now. Of course. Cause especially what we're going through with society and it's so tense. Everything yeah. is so tense. It amplifies all the negative stuff seems to be amplified mm-hmm. when they do happen right. well, because we don't have that balance of, oh, well, yeah, this this shitty thing's going on right now, but at least I got this to look forward to or this thing to do or, you know. Right. That concert to go to. Right. Those those escapes, those those moments of release of the pressure valve. We just don't. We have to be more creative, which creates more work. Right. And, you know, I think it's actually taught me to not be as – um not hopeful, but not set my expectations too high. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, and I think that, I think that's a good practice for anybody. 
so you're in any situation. Careful. You're right. You're, you're not wanting to get disappointed. Right. But you also don't want to like just make make things seem like it's bad all the time. Right. And I think there's a happy medium there. And there I think is. you know when when you bring something up like oh well, we're gonna uh, if 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 you're planning some sort of vacation, you know, in the distant near distant future, whatever months away, mm-hmm. and there's still so many unknowns. And if you look at that situation and that you go, well, Hawaii could be coming up, you know, we could be going on that trip, but realistically, is it worth it? And is it is it really going to happen the way you want it to? Now, honestly, I actually have seen a couple of friends who have traveled to uh, Hawaii currently and Tahiti. And, you know, aside from the COVID testing, they're saying it's one of the best experiences that they've ever had. Really? I talked to uh, another radio uh, station person who went to New York, uh, New York City for mm-hmm. Christmas. Wow. Said it was one of the best experiences they had. And it was aside from the, you know, the somber businesses closed, having to wear, you know, masks in certain situations and, and things being less crowded that almost played to the benefit of it where it was like well there was less people here so we can enjoy the city for what it is mm-hmm. and finding the the beauty and the fun in any in any town i've found there's little nuggets of you know normalcy right and there's there's been a few places in in our local area where i've been able to escape to mm-hmm. and it feels like 2019 and you know it's it's like this speakeasy type of uh approach to running businesses that has kind of you know kept the fuel going that Mm -hmm. that we're still here we're still kicking i was um in calusa where where are you from again georgetown Georgetown. so i was up towards where you grew up and it was beautiful up there and there were people and um there were people camping i saw because we drove by a campsite and it's just gorgeous up there it reminds me of washington where i'm from yeah i went there over over the summer and that was a good experience we had a good experience up there it was beautiful the weather was beautiful and i got to go on the island and i got to see my family and it was it wasn't too you know on the island it's very touristy there weren't many people and and then when we would go to the beaches or go anywhere there just wasn't a lot of people and it was nice to be able to connect with people a little more personally instead of you know going out to a movie theater or you know, which I, I miss, mm-hmm. but still just going to the beach with your family or, you know, on a boat to whale watch, you know, things like that. I've never been whale watching. It was amazing. Yeah. Did we you... saw a humpback whale with a, a calf. I think they're calf. Oh, uh-huh, cool. Yeah. And it was, it was gorgeous. I'll show you a video. Did they breach? Did they, they jump? Did. They oh, did. That's so cool. They did. Yeah, one of my friends who's in, uh, I don't know if they're in Maui. I think they're in Maui. Did that today. And I saw in their story that they, they just whales jumping out of the water. Oh, I can't wait to go. And especially now mm-hmm. with the traffic on this on the ocean being so low, right. all of the wildlife is Are, coming they're back. They're coming out. And that's what the, the captain was telling us was that this is the most they've seen them in decades. Wow. And that there were a lot of seals and um, bird bird life. And just it was amazing. Oh, you know, you're wonderful. out in the middle of the ocean. And, yeah. And you're watching these creatures that are so magnificent and it's majestic. They're so big. Like compared to our little boat, I was like, okay, how close are we getting here? <laughs> yeah. Like, but, but, but no, they were really good. It was, um, it was a once in a lifetime experience because they didn't know if we were going to see anything. Mm-hmm. They just give you like a chart, like here, this is where we could possibly see this or, you know, and we did, nice. you know, all the captains in the area were like, 
there's mama and baby. So would you ever swim with whales? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll try anything once. I mean, I, whales, I'd be okay, but I've always wanted to swim with sharks. That's Me like too. one of my bucket list. Yeah. I guess you can do it in Bodega Bay or Monterey. Okay. So that's one thing. But then I watch those shows where <laughs> the shark gets through the, 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 the cage. cage. Yeah. And then I'm like, holy shit, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> it would be in my mind as I'm like swimming, like, okay, is it going to get in? Is yeah. it going to get in? Did but, you did, wait? So you want to do the you want to do the cage dives? You don't want to swim with the the sharks that don't necessarily well, eat humans. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know. I I'd have to I'd have to be a better swimmer than I am right now, I guess, and and do more like yeah. you know diving and snorkeling. Oh, but the snorkeling. cage thing, I think I could do. Yeah, because you just you just you're in there for the ride. But right. then there's you know jaws that'll come hacha right through the. After I saw Jaws, because, I mean, you know, when we were younger, I, we started watching our movies at five, right? Mm. So I watched Jaws. I couldn't even get in the bathtub for like Really? Yeah. And my, my cousins had a, a scuba diving, like, boat with a little shark with it, and mm. I couldn't even have the shark in the- Like the toy the shark? Yeah, the toy <laughs> <laughs> And then you see it at, um, not, not uni- yeah, Universal. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad put me on the side that Jaws was coming up because he knew. So when you're on that boat mm-hmm. and then the Jaws, it came right at me and I wasn't afraid, but it was pretty cool. Oh, have, you ever, yeah. have you ever done that ride before? I Last time I went I to Universal Studios, I don't know if I went on the Jaws ride. Oh, you know what it was? I think they had closed that because they were building a new uh, Lost World ride, oh, like okay. a, a new Jurassic Park ride. Okay. Um, so I wasn't able to do that one, but... You know, I, we did like the whole um, studio tour, yeah, and we saw the location of where that you know the jaws comes out right there at the boat area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool, and, and it's really fun to see that that behind the scenes stuff. It is. Did you know that Jaws three? I think it's three, the one with um, Quaid, Dennis Quaid. Right? I, I haven't seen. Jaws you haven't seen 3, that one. No. It was actually filmed over what's the Vacaville um, amusement park? Oh, the uh, it's ma- not Magic Shoot. Um, uh, Magic Kingdom. No. Yeah, D- uh, Discovery Kingdom. Dis- Discovery, Discovery Kingdom. Kingdom yeah. That was shot there. Some of the um, the skiing. You haven't seen it, so you wouldn't no. even know. There's water skiing scenes okay. where the where the shark gets into into the. Where the water skiers are, little professional like <laughs> ballet water skiers. I remember seeing those shows, so they probably use like the same ac- like the same acrobats or whatever they're yeah. called that, that do those. They probably use that for the. Movie. It's like cheerleading on water. Yeah, That's I don't weird. know about that. Kind of weird. Like synchronized swimming. I don't. Those those people are those strong. People. Those people are strong. I to be able to do all those. So cool. There was one video I saw of a, a synchronized swimmer who did this thing where she was like wearing heels underwater and she rotated her body like so she was just like like straight up and then she'd step and she'd she'd rotate completely 360 as she stepped she went like step 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 like further going into this front flip 360 perfect circle and then like stopped right at the top again. It was cool. She's a popular popular girl. Oh yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> high heels. Oh yeah, my can gosh. do that. It was really cool. Um, I don't know what we were talking about. We're going I don't know. We tangent. talk about everything. Awesome. We we're, we're all over what the board. We're talking, we were oh. talking about cats, and then we're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, everything, but everybody's getting acclimated to uh, the new Brandon Shack, and everything. And cooking is is been uh, one thing that I've really grown to love. And over the weekend, I I made. 
just to take care of myself. I've never done something like this before, um, really, without the intention that I placed on it this weekend. Um, just made a steak, eggs, and rice brunch yesterday. That's amazing. Oh, it was delicious. And it was one of those steaks that came like pre-aged and dry rubbed yeah. from, from the grocery store. Oh, and, yeah. oh, it was so good. I walked away from the room for about a minute, and Walter... Decides to take a little bit of that steak for himself. From your plate or from, from the... my plates. Oh. But stupid me, I, I you know, I was eating on the uh the the, the not the dining table, the uh you know who has dining tables anymore. I do, know. but we don't use it. Coffee table. We use it for tennis table or yeah. table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the uh the dinner table in the living room. Um, I just walked away. I didn't even think about it. And of course, you know, he was he was totally asleep, and then I walk away one minute, I hear the little the little fork, tink, tink, tink. And I'm like, Walter? Yep, you. And uh, he, he, he didn't get it get it all. Fortunately, I had my fill, so it wasn't like it was completely wasted. But Caught red-handed, Walter. Caught red meat-handed. <laughs> red meat. Um, but he has been just a joy. To He's been like my partner in crime. He goes everywhere with me. And if I can't really go anywhere without him, it's not for very long. Mm -hmm. And he's just, he's always by my side. And I had a really crummy day today mm -hmm. and I decided to go home and, you know, I had a, had a good cry session and I fell asleep and he actually came up and like curled up right next to me. It, it almost like he, he sensed it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he's a jerk and he doesn't notice that. <laughs> But today it was like much needed, you know, and I was Aww. like, oh, thanks, bud. Like, I, this is this is this is what I needed. See, it's not only friends, it's feline friends and, and family that are important to be around you exactly. and take care of you. Man, the, and the, having all the animals sleep on me um, every night has been so nice. It's, it's such a wonderful thing to, to do. Can I tell a story? Please tell a story. I think one thing that really bonded you and I... Um, and I'm trying to think it must have been before COVID mm. hit because I don't remember us in masks. Yeah. And we were at the front desk and we were saying goodbye. And all of a sudden we hear tires and a, a loud bang, mm -hmm. tires screeching and then a loud bang. Yeah. And I just looked up and I said, that's not good. And I ran out the door and you ran right behind me, like you were right. And I just screamed, call 911. Mm -hmm. And we saw the two cars head on collision, um, which is very po not popular, very, um, it happens a lot, not the accidents, but a lot of stuff in front of our office because of the way it's, you know, where the way it's positioned and the way people leave. Yeah. It's, it's just a really awkward. It is. Yeah. You know, people getting out to get on the main road, people going right. too fast on the main road. And to get out, you know, there's that curve. So to take a left out of there is a nightmare. But anyway, um, and we just took charge, you mm -hmm. and I, and we took care of the, the two drivers and you directed traffic and, um, the girl that was hit, it was her first day of college. Mm -hmm. um, she was an athlete, um, first day to, to go to class. And then the other driver who hit her um, definitely had a head injury, a broken nose. Oh, yeah. She was bad. And we got I got her to sit on the side of the road. And then we took care of the girl because she had a, bro a, a, a visible broken wrist. Mm -hmm. So um, I wrapped it with her scarf and... Um, you directed traffic and we got the cars out of the way, but you could see that not everybody was stopping. People were going 40 by us oh, yeah. when we were trying to, trying to clean this up and help these two people. Mm -hmm. But you know, you directed traffic and I took care of the patients and then we kind of cleaned up afterwards and, 
um, her the the girl that got hit, her father called the next day and wanted to say thank you to everybody that helped. And I think I sent you an email. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, just that you and I have that feeling like we didn't even it wasn't even a second thought we just went to help yeah we just did it you know i mean i was gonna just sit there and go what, what do I do? like some people were doing like yeah. people were around us just standing around or cars weren't even slowing down yeah. when we were trying to get the 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 patient's safety out safety safely and to get the car safely out of the street you mm-hmm. know it's just it just it amazes me but then you there were people around us that were helping also oh yeah but i think you and i pretty much took charge mm-hmm. and, and you did a great job and you didn't skip a beat and you know we were talking to each other it was just like boom 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 and we we took care of things and it was it felt really good it i mean it was just the natural instinct to, to help right honestly um in any of those types of situations like it reminds me of when i see people broken down on intersections which by the way thank you for all the kind words you you did an amazing job that day too. I mean, you were cool, calm, collected, and just mended those people up. And I think that you made such a big difference in their experience. Um, had you not been there, obviously, I just think they would have been a lot more freaked out than they they needed to be. So, good I, good on you too. I feel like um, stressful situations. I'm that's like where I'm at my best. Like yeah. trauma. When I used, we used to work trauma, yeah, pediatric and adult ICU and ER. So you know, it's. How long did you do that? Oh, gosh, from 2000 to 2014, 2013. Wow. Long time. So now that it's a little different pace. Definitely different pace. Went into uh, management. But before that, I worked like in dermatology surgery, which is so fun. Dermatology surgery? Yeah. So you would have been like scraping off my wart on my forehead? Yeah. But so why why it's is it because the skin is just such a fascinating organ? Oh, I is love it? the skin. Yeah. You know, just you know, pimple, pimples, love pimples. So you like the Doctor Pimple Popper? Yeah. Oh, I can't watch some of those. <laughs> They're just too gnarly. Like, how do people let them get so big? I don't know. I don't. There's like softball know, size but I pimples. Like that they do. Oh. Then you get to take care of them. But, well, okay. I guess you no, know I, I, the I fixing know. part is one thing. But. That's not my favorite part of medicine. I think I think the trauma is you know when you know that the flight team's coming in or an ambulance is coming in code three and you're all in your gear and you're ready and you've got your equipment ready and everybody's just waiting. It's almost like and somebody that I um my group of friends that we worked with for a long time and you know seven p.m. to seven a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, we have actually they're a concert group. We're a little concert group that go to. That's kind of our outlet. Yeah, know, yeah. Of, anyway, you can almost feel like we all have the same song, like hard rock song going on at the same time. Waiting <laughs> yeah. for that patient to come it's in. Just that that uh, that ramp up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's actually not a good well, song no. to think about. <laughs> when you got somebody coming in. <laughs> Maybe I will survive. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I, I will survive. Oh man. How did we get off of this? Um, I think we're. Oh, uh, you, oh, you were talking accident. about the, the accident. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that really, like, responded us. I yeah. think to to start with. I think so too, because before we, you know, pleasantries and you know, right. but yeah, I think that that really helped blossom a, a deeper bond and connection and just right. a more, you know, a friendship that that probably wouldn't have fostered as quickly. 
had that not had happened. Probably not. Because yeah. we had a few emails uh, after that because we both were kind of freaked out after it. You know, it was, yeah, it was a little, it was a little tough. To, it was. To process. It was. When you're an empathic person, it just it, it affects you a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it just reminds me of people just driving by when people even are, are broken down in the middle of intersections. Nobody wants to get behind the car and push it right. out of the street because it's too much work. It's too much of an inconvenience. Oh, I got to pull off to the side and find somewhere to park. I love rushing out there and just being like, what do you need? Come on, let's do this. Just yeah. get out. Because not only is it helping somebody, but it's helping. A little helping. bit of an unge- or adrenaline rush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know. So now I see, I see where you're coming from with the you know, the trauma and, and getting ready to do that because yeah. I do thrive off of that too. Um, so when it comes to, um, you know, taking care of people, do you find that you, you've accumulated these skills of care um, and have you been able to apply it to yourself a little bit easier because of that? Or do you feel like it's been a little bit, like, is it harder for you to, to do that? I feel like... It's harder. I feel like um, empathy. When I when my friends have issues, I take them on, you know, mentally and, and sometimes physically too. Mm-hmm. And Barb puts it best, you know, medical medical professionals don't normally take very good care of themselves. And that's why you have to have that group around you that understands you mm-hmm. and knows when those times are coming or ha- are almost there. You really need to have that support and mm-hmm. somebody to tell you, you can do it, you yeah. know? It, this isn't going to ruin you. This is this is going to make you stronger, and you're going to get past it, and this too shall pass. One of my friends says that, or pass. You know, one of my friends says that all, all the time. Mm-hmm. This too shall pass. Sometimes like a kidney stone, but it'll there pass. There you go. That's painful. <laughs> I haven't had to deal with that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully you don't have to. Oh, my God. I, I had a friend who would pass like dozens a year. <sighs> a year. Gosh, it would be a free in the kidneys. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know, it's one of those things like you just develop too much calcium in your, right. in your system. And yeah, yeah. I just, you know, to be a regular at a hospital for one of those things. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I sympathize for the guy, but geez, yeah, I just can't imagine going through that pain. Um, they say it's like childbirth, yeah, through the through, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to deal with that. No, nope. um. But and I, I, I guess why I'm asking is because um, going through transitions and changes and, you know, going through divorce or starting to a whole new chapter in life, his, it's exciting and it's, it's fun and the potential is endless, but it's also really difficult. To terrifying. M- to m- terrifying and lonely mm-hmm. and sad and... Yes. And I think one of the things that I'm going through, I'm about, you know, a month or two into the process of like a separation and going into living on my own. Just it's almost a month that I've I've finally moved into my new place. And I find myself a little bit more angry lately than I than I should be. And I know it's one of those things that I need to work through. And and this this is how I'm approaching all these these feelings is I just need to feel it and I need to process it and I need to recognize that that's what it is, but then I need to figure out a way to not let it make me react emotionally to it. Um, just for an example, last week I had to call uh, a, 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 an ex 
and I had to discuss some financial stuff. And, you know, I, I didn't realize how much I'd be shelving out for, you know, this transition. But I guess it's just because I just needed to do it for my own well-being that mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think too far uh, far enough ahead. Mm-hmm. And it just it just became an upsetting situation for me. And it made me have more anger and resentment towards that individual and I felt awful for it because I knew it was just an emotional reaction and after I was talked down by friends like I I talked to you about it Mm -hmm. I talked to other people and they said you know financial stuff and this is I'm not quoting you but the the general consensus I got is that this all will pass there's no reason to dwell on this right now it will rebuild everything will be fine and it has been fine and I've survived just fine on you know just skating by until i can start rebuilding and i guess that's the hard part to to admit is that yes i'm beaten down and broken just a little bit damaged not like you know irreparable Mm -hmm. but i need to rebuild my own and and create that foundation and it's tough. It's just really tough. So you're going through stages of grief. Have you have you ever heard of that? The y- anger. Yeah. You know. We we talked a lot about grief last year um, when COVID was happening mm-hmm. and how it's similar right. to to the, those processing those feelings. Definitely. Um, but absolutely, I you know my my grandma passed away um, last October, and I had to deal with that grief, and I'm sure I'm still dealing with some of that residually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, I definitely feel like I'm in that anger resentment stage of, of grief. And, and grief doesn't always have to be death. Right. Grief can be um, different stages in your life or di- or changes or, you know, ending of relationships or beginning of relationships that, you know, you're, you know. Just... Yeah, you're seeing, you're seeing the old out right. and, and welcoming the new, but you're still having to deal with that. Yeah. That process. Yeah, so it's not always death. It's always... Sometimes the stages of grief can be life too. So you've you've admitted to me, and if you don't mind sharing, you, you've been through a separation yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm divorced. Um, when you first transitioned out to your new normal, mm-hmm. um, I think like the first month or two, did you experience something similar? Did Definitely. You, yeah. Very, a lot of loneliness mm-hmm. and a lot of um, anger and, and just... Different stages of that, yeah. you know, and sadness for the end of the relationship and um, and a sense of freedom and relief. But, um, you know, I, I everything that you're going through is normal. It's and an ebb and flow, right? Definitely. And yeah. it's going to for, for a while, but you're right. The first month or two, you know, when you're realizing you don't have that person around you all the time, mm-hmm. even though it's not a good relationship, that they were there, you know. Yeah. And, you know, just all of a sudden being in your own little space and you have your animals and we had our animals, but yeah, it's, it's difficult, but that's why you keep good people around you and, um, always talk, don't hold it in. I know it's hard, mm-hmm. but when you're, when you have feelings that, you know, of anger or resentment or over financial stuff, you got to talk it out. Oh yeah. If you bottle it up, it just, it just explodes. And, and, and I had those times. You know, where it just all came out at once. Mm-hmm. So you, every everything you're going through is normal, and it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But 
I was just going over this list as we were talking here because mm-hmm. I, I printed out one of these hey, coping mechanisms with separation and divorce. Let's run down the top 10 here. And, and Google. Yeah, basically. And they're great, but it's like, yes, it's almost like stuff that you, you and I are covering. Mm-hmm. But it's stuff that I just wish that could be more ta- more dis- discussed more normally and that it's okay to not be okay and you know this too shall pass all these all these great cliche sayings right um help but it's the conversation that does, that that has to happen around that that i think people have a hard time with because i know for me i don't want to be a burden on anybody and what i'm learning is you're not if you just you're honest about how you feel right because not only will it give others insight onto where your headspace is at but it also help, you know, I found that if I'm more honest and open about how I feel, I'm going to receive something so valuable in that it's either support, it's either words of wisdom, or just, just loving encouragement that not only is it just almost just like a, a, a hug, emotional hug, but it's also um, just validation that, it, this is what you where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be feeling this. And, you know, I just I hope that people recognize that there are those around us that will help in those areas mm-hmm. and that there's. I don't know, I, I feel bad right now because I feel like there are those people out there that don't have friends that they can talk to on a, on a regular basis. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's why I enjoy doing this so much because I, I just, I want to be that for as many people as possible. And if I can just voice some sort of comfort in, in people and letting them know that they're not alone, that, you know, maybe, maybe that helps, you know, you're relating to them on a level that, you know, maybe they don't have that. They don't have, they don't know that it's there. They don't know that other people are going through this. Of course they know, but they don't know. Right. That people are going through the same feelings, the same thoughts, the same struggles, the same um, just sadness sometimes, complete, utter sadness. Everybody looks through the the same prism on social media. Everybody's life looks perfect on social media. Oh, yeah. I took myself off social media a couple of times last week, just, you know, just took, actually shut down my Facebook and everything just so that I don't want to see perfect lives and I don't want to see bad lives either. I don't, you know. So it's, it's difficult. Social media, I think, really during my divorce was very difficult because I'm looking at, you know, friends and family that are have perfect lives. And here I am destroyed by, mm-hmm. you know, by a, a failed relationship, which, you know what, in the end is is for the best. And we both know that and we've moved on from that, you know, but but watching social media and some some things, some relationship things that are put on, like memes, you know, they just cut you. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Right. You know, things that just instantly remind you of, oh, so, oh that's yeah. why I don't like this situation. I wasn't in this situation, <laughs> or, oh, that's exactly how this person was. And now I'm reminded of all these things right. that happened. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the, the dreaded, what are they up to? Yeah. Passive aggressive. I, I need to stop. I need to stop doing that now. Cause yeah. Man, that's come just, off it. Come I, off it for gonna, 30 days. I, I can't. Oh, I, you know, I, I know. I understand. See, and that's my my issue, too, is for work. I run yeah. the, the social media side. Mm-hmm. So if I shut one side down, I shut the other down. Um, 
And so I could only do it for a couple of days, but I totally took myself off. I like just like three, I think it was like three days, I think. And I just took a break. I think I just need to do that concentrated. Okay. Only go to specific places and then just, just blinders on, you know, sometimes it sneaks in and then you're just like, yeah, yeah, it sneaks in. And that's, and that's where, and, and I've been trying to just scroll through it yeah but you know sometimes it sneaks in and it just it hits you in a place that brings you back to a memory that you don't really want to think about sometimes so recognizing that it's okay to have different feelings that's that's kind of what we're you know the overall theme here giving yourself a break that's another thing i feel like on days like today where i know that i'm not going to be doing so hot I just need to understand that, okay, I'm not going to be getting things done as quickly or as smoothly as I normally do, and that's going to be okay, um, while still getting the job done, of course. But, you know, I, I finally had to just be like, you know you know what? I've gotten my basics done today. I need to go sleep and just sleep it off, and I feel so much better. But it always feels so much better when you and I get to connect and talk because mm-hmm. it's just it's just the, it's that pressure release that, that I that I've been needing, and uh, we're not going through this alone. They say don't go through this alone. See, we're right. We know what we're talking. I know. About. We're, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Take care of yourself emotionally and physically. I've been trying to be a lot more active too, and and living in a smaller shack um, with Walter, who's a working dog, mm-hmm. who's got long legs and likes to run really fast. Um, has to go. I've been taking to the dog park twice a day mm-hmm. sometimes, and. Good. Walking. It's good for both of you. And my neighborhood is so cookie cutter, not cookie cutter, but like like Disney-esque, where it's just super nice and people are playing outside and the birds are chirping and it's just a, it's a wonderful place to be now. And, you know, I, I think Nick, uh, producer Nick, you know producer Nick, right? Have you ever met him? No, I haven't met Nick. Oh, he's a great guy. He's, he was my... He's the guy who brought me on many, many years ago. Okay. Um, and he actually lives out in a, in a different location, but he works for the show, and he does a lot of the video work and stuff behind the scenes. Um, but he, he came on in the, the broadcast and talked about um, how he needed to move from his, his old situation, an old relationship, mm-hmm. and he only moved a mile away. And that, that small shift, that small change in an environment did all the wonders for him and i didn't really compute that at the time because i was still in the middle of some some turmoil Mm -hmm. but now that i have and i've only moved like a mile and a half away from my old place it is a completely different world Mm -hmm. and it is a completely shift different shift in mindset and just changing that environment physically has helped me mentally so much yeah avoiding power struggles and arguments with your uh spouse or former spouse i've had to uh avoid contact altogether for some time and it's just got to be you know strictly email just fine you know i think that that creates that buffer zone of um you know immediate attachment or immediate uh, uh connection that you know doesn't necessarily need to exist take time to explore your interests did you find yourself getting into more of the things that you loved after your separation? I did. I um, did a lot more yoga, and I've been I've done yoga for 18 years now, on and off. Um, I did a lot more yoga, a lot more cooking, mm. um, a lot more music and concerts, and tried to go back to the things that made me happy mm-hmm. and made 
things fun again, you know, especially after so many years of so, so many issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, it was liberating, scary, fun, you know, but that's, that's kind of what you go back to, right? Yeah. You try to go back to the things that do make you happy. Yeah. So. Feeding your heart. There you go. Somebody was, And your soul. Yeah. And your body. Somebody's telling me to, to, to feed your heart with what you know you need. And if it, you know, whatever that may be, um, that that's going to be ultimately what helps you regenerate and, right. and get back to what life, normal life could be. Right. Um, and it's not as bad as it, as it, as it feels in the moment, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think that we create those, th- those dour moments. I think those are created in our mind more than it is actually manifesting in the physical world. Um, because we, I don't know, at least for me, I awfulize almost everything. Like I always think of the worst case scenario and be like, well, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's the way it is. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine was saying, you know, not all people are bad and, and right. there's, there's a reason to keep yourself open to new experiences and new people and new ideas and getting out of that, uh, getting out of that conditioned state of mind that you had once with somebody else is difficult to get out of. Um, and to be open to that because I don't know for me, like it's a, to let somebody into my bubble, my stratosphere takes a lot of trust mm-hmm. and, um, to, 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 to allow somebody in and, and share those intimate, deep, dark secrets, um, is a little scary because those kinds of things have been used against me in the past and right. you know how do you how do you get past that how you how do you let somebody in and and just trust fully again without it being like i guess not difficult but um you know the fear of the pain mm-hmm. you know how do you get over that and that's you, what it is it's the fear of getting hurt again yeah it's the fear of um letting somebody in and and falling again or losing that relationship. That's definitely, that was definitely a hard part for me was letting somebody in and know me and know everything about me again. And, and, um, and then possibly get hurt again. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the, the fear of that is what caused a lot of anger, pain and, and issues was, Mm -hmm. you know, do you let somebody in again? You let yourself be vulnerable and possibly get hurt again and go through all that, all that pain and suffering. And, and you have, you have to, you have to, at some point, let somebody in. I hope that at least uh, the way that I'm looking at it is at least I'm going to go into it with a better set of tools, a better skill set of, um, you know, I always stress communication on, on the air, but sometimes it's hard to execute myself Mm -hmm. you know sometimes i don't necessarily practice what i preach because i'm still human and i still have feelings and i still have reservations about speaking my truth for fear of you know persecution or definitely you know but but i i I think to completely close yourself off to new experiences is not only bad for you but bad for the people around you because you know the decisions you make affect other people and if there's somebody who like really wants to envelop you into their into their world, 
why would you deny somebody of that if you have something to contribute that could be beneficial to the both of you or the three of you or the four of you or exactly. you know, whatever community you're in? Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, there's friends that I talk to every day and there's t friends that I talk to, you know, once a week or, you know, a couple times a week or, you know, once a month. But you to have those connections still, even though we're not talking constantly and still letting them in, even though it may not be intimately yet or, you know, not in an intimate situation. But, yeah, it's very important. And it's important to trust again. Mm -hmm. And it does take a while. And it t takes a lot of energy, too. And you're probably feeling some of that a little bit. Yeah. It's just like the idea is draining, mm -hmm. you know, to be like to. But then I have to remember there was years of reservation for those feelings to exist in one spot, you know, mm -hmm. like the table for two was set and it was sat at for so long that, you know, all this stuff is built up on the table and all these things have been consumed and thrown away and acquired and put on. And, you know, you walk away from that table and you walk up to a whole fresh table. It's like, well, what am I want to put on this table? You know, right. I, I put all this stuff on that table and I don't want all that stuff anymore. Right. I don't know. That was kind of a weird analogy. But... <laughs> I'm going with it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I think one of the coolest things that, that I've been experiencing is learning to to be my friend again. Okay. Still just to be comfortable in my own loneliness or just, just in my own solidarity, you know, and, and being content with who I am. And I, I found it gets easier. As the weeks have gone on, I've actually grown to be like, you know what? I'm a pretty cool guy. I got, you I got, are. I got some pretty cool things going on. Damn it. I like you. <laughs> but but that's that's one thing. That's another thing is liking yourself again and yeah. um, not saying those negative things. Like, yeah. you should have done this differently. You sh you you did this wrong you know that those th that's hard to get past too and it sounds like that's where you're you're getting past is you're getting your your positive self-image with yourself and mm -hmm. your thoughts or you know that's where i think for a little while i could feel that you were pretty hard on yourself mm -hmm. and we all do at, at certain points but in this the situation that you're in definitely it gets even worse and you really have to step back and say you know what i love me yeah you know what i'm i'm an awesome person and you know, I have awesome people around me. And if I didn't have awesome people around me, that means that I wasn't awesome myself. So yeah, yeah. No, we got I, our the, group of awesomes. It's so true. There, There's there's something to be said about my, my and just I'm just speaking from my experience because that's all I can <laughs> for in this case, that there has been a influx of beautiful humans that have just emerged in my life over the last two months that... I've always been there, but I haven't allowed, I, I don't know if it's I haven't allowed or I just wasn't ready yet or- Or you couldn't. Or I couldn't, whatever the case may be. Now it's just like the floodgates have opened and it's just been an outpouring of love. Like sometimes I'll, like today, I, I walked up to my house and there was a package sitting on my, on my front porch. Mm -hmm. I'm not buying anything from Amazon, I know, but there's a package there. Like, what is this? It's a gift. Just a random gift from somebody. Aww. Just like somebody sent me uh, a slippers, you Aww. know? And then another friend of mine sent me a book that's about, um, uh, it's a Deepak Chopra type book, oh, okay. you know? Like self-help self or self-love. Self yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I, what, I, what I needed in the moment. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, that was sitting on my my floor because I got one of those old school mail slots, you know, it. like where it just oh, pops yeah. through and just like falls on the floor. The, the slippers didn't fit through, though. No, 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 okay. no that, was, that was in the Amazon box. I was going to say, that's a, I don't know, people can break into your place if <laughs> slippers are going through there. No, no, no. It, it, but that, but the, the book went through the mail slot. Okay. Yeah. And when I opened up the book package, it had like the little note on the cover mm-hmm. and I just lost it. It's like, this is exactly, it was one of those things like you have a really shitty day and it's one of those things you just turned it right around, you know? And I I had the same moment when you got here and you brought this little bag with these treats for my cats and I've been needing toys for my cats. So you got little toys. Oh, it's cool too. It's like you you put it on your finger and you just let it fly. They're going to love that. They need, all they have right now are are, uh, uh, carpet, uh, scraps you know oh, like yes. the little sample squares i have like four different types okay and that's what they have to play with right now other than the the old man ghost that they're running <laughs> back and forth with he seems pretty cool I, yeah they're, they're both pretty chill I, I mean she's helping me cook and he's keeping the cats busy it's, it's good um but it's just these these little outpourings of love these little gestures like that have resonated so profoundly with me and mm-hmm. i and it's it just humbles me and it makes me want to do more to give back and and to just you know my cup filleth over almost sometimes and and i want to to pour it out to, to the rest and um so thank you for you for all the stuffs i think i told you um i was at uh, mcdonald's the other day getting chicken oh, nuggies yeah. for yeah. my bubba and um it i was at the 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 speaker and I was going to, yeah, you know, where to order. I can't, I can't think of what it is, what I'm trying to say, but, um, and it took forever and I was kind of getting pissed. I was like, oh, man, this is fast food. This isn't fast. <laughs> and the guy was like, um, you know, I'll be with you just a moment. And I was like, okay, thank you. And it was like more than a moment. And then I order and I get up to the window and he hands me a receipt and he said, the person in front of you paid for your meal. And I'm like, what? And he said, yeah, she does it all the time. And I just burst into tears. Mm-hmm. And this poor kid's trying to hand me a receipt, right? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I'm free. starting to honk at the lady in front of me and we're waving and waving. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll pay for the person behind me. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, okay. So um, I go to get my food and um, pay for the person uh, behind me. And um, he just kind of sat there, actually. He stayed back. He, his car stayed back, and he didn't hawk, and he just kind of sat there. And I, I didn't know if he was just stunned or what he, you know, so I just kind of drove off. But it felt good either way. Yeah. You know, I didn't need a wave or a honk. Yeah. But but you it, noticed the stillness after he had probably mm-hmm. realized what it, what was given to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then the other day I was at the hospital, and um, this gentleman was very frail, and we were all sitting around. And we helped him sit down. You know, he's got this mask on. It's basically not even on properly. Poor guy. And, you know, he just needed help. And there were two of us. Well, there were a lot of us that came and helped him and helped him sit down. So, you know, there's goodness in the world. And you you just have to look around you and, and see it. Yeah. And open your eyes to it. And then be part of it. Right. Which, you know, I think you you do. You do that. You do that on the air. You do that in real life. I try. Try to be my most genuine self all around. And I embellish a little bit on the, on the radio, but I try to be my truest self everywhere I go because, I don't know, faking it, it takes a lot more work. It does, and it's exhausting. Ugh. Like, how do people smile all the time? Yeah, how do you keep it up? Yeah. How do you keep up all those yeah. facades? Yeah. 
You want some more wine? Oh, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Um, Did we get through your list? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The I list, feel like I feel like that we, list. We, we, we had already gone through it. We are the list. We are. We made the list. Dang, we're good. I know. So <laughs> yeah, those throw are recycled. Put it away. Um, do you want to go through your little concert book here? Oh yeah. I mean, I I mean, how do you want to? Well, so we're not really we're not filming this, but um, oh, I think it'd I be mean, cool to cool to just look through it. Yeah, I mean, you could take pictures. Though. Yeah, we should. Um. So Jamie from Ink Off Me brought her book of concert tickets, which is something that I feel like I, I wish I would have saved. I had a I had a shoebox that I had compiled all of my concert stubs and you know memorabilia and, and those you know VIP sticker passes that you get from going backstage. Because truth be told, working in radio for over fifteen years has allowed me to get some access to special things and mm-hmm. um, a lot more concerts than probably the average person but this book looks pretty impressive this is it needs a little help it's getting too it's, over, it's overflowing yeah and it's not just concert t- tickets it's mostly 90 percent of its concert tickets and some of it's just stuff that i threw in there but i mean um this goes back to I, i'm wondering if some of these concerts because they're not all dated they don't go by date I'm wondering if some of these concerts you've been to. I was there. You're kidding. Yeah. So I went the to almost the first one. I, so I I went to almost every Blink-182 concert like since 1998 okay. in, in this general area. Okay. Including like San Francisco. I, I was obsessed with Blink-182 for for a bit. Um so I definitely went to that one. Because but, I know that was in September of 2001. God, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Um Family Values? Uh no. I was too young for that. Okay. Yeah. Which who uh I wonder who was at that one. That's probably like the Limp Bizkit and the Corn and Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um Ozfest? Probably. No. Anything so it would have to be anything after 2004 that I would have like oh. been like total access to. Oh, okay. Um but Yeah, I mean, Aerosmith. you go through. Yeah, I've seen Aerosmith so many times. In fact, I saw them in the 90s. I think I told you it's one of the only concert t-shirts I have left from mm. the 90s. It was Aerosmith, Pink Floyd, and a U2. Yeah, go through it. Auto West Amphitheater. Where was that? Mm. Auto West. Isn't that what Marysville is called now? No, they're... Um, or no, it, I'm sorry. That's what it was called back then. Was it really? No, I'm not 100%. <laughs> it was, I think it was like sleep train for the longest time. No, then... no. um, The one in Mary. Oh, was that true? That was, yeah. But now it's Toyota Amphitheater. I don't know what Auto West is. Yeah, that must have been in the Bay Area. Um, saliva at the Fillmore. Ooh, saliva. Yeah. Click, click, boom. boom. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Fillmore? Uh, no, that was one of the. That's one of the venues that I had never gone to in the Bay Area. I've you been. I've been to every other one. I've been to Bill Graham. I've been to the the, the Warfield. That's the next one. Audio Slave. Oh, yeah, I loved the Warfield. Is one of the best venues ever to see a show. It was so. I I went and saw Cake there. Oh, um, I think it was like 2006 or seven for New Year's Eve. It was a New Year's Eve show, so they played all the way up until midnight, from nine o'clock till midnight, just straight three hours of Cake. Huge party. It was so much fun. The Crest Theater. There's a couple of here from the Crest Theater. Have you ever been there? Yeah, yeah. I saw. Um, I've seen some comedy shows there. I've seen. Uh, I went and saw that. Like, wait, wait. Don't tell or not wait, wait, don't tell me. That's the that's the NPR show. Um the the ad lib guys. You know, the uh, Oh, like the uh, oh, oh, Jim, Jim, uh, not Dan not Dan Carey. 
Come on. Drew Carey. Drew Carey. It's the um, whose line is whose it line anyway? Did it? Yeah. That's yeah. So they have like that uh, that spinoff with the same guys, Colin and uh, the other guy, and then they have the other regulars from that, and they just kind of did a skit like that there. Yeah, the Warfield and, and the Fillmore are my favorite venues. And then Memorial Auditorium, this is Disturbed. Oh, I was there. Without, you were? Oh, I was there. Gosh, Brandon. I know. I was in the I was in the crowd and I was uh with one of the other DJs and we were dancing around with strippers. Hey. Yeah. Well, hey. they weren't stripping, but they were still you know, stripper strippers. Light. Yeah. Well, they were strippers, but they just were there with us and I was a I was a I was a hellion <laughs> in my day. Godsmack at the Warfield. That would have been a good show. That was amazing. God's, and that's a smaller venue too. So I, I, that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. I just like those more intimate um, theater style um, uh, venues. Watching a Godsmack open up for Metallica, I think this was in two thousand four, three. That that was one of the best. Godsmack shows I've ever seen. Was that at Candlestick? Because that's my other. That's my next. No, but was that Metallica? Yeah. Uh, I was there. That was the. I think that was the last Metallica show at Candlestick, right? And it was a. At Candlestick, yeah. 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 And the, yeah, and, and further down air, further into all of this. Um, Lincoln Park was there. Yes. Limp Bizkit. Oh my gosh, that was such a good show. Marilyn Manson at the Warfield. Did you see Marilyn Manson at the Aftershock I did. this last time? I did. We had um, we had VIP passes, I think. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty bad. It was. <laughs> it was pretty drunk. <laughs> and I can't remember what he said because I think he walked by us and he said something and I was just like, what the heck? He walked by you in the VIP section? Yeah. Or he walked by on the, we were at behind the fence, like next oh. to the stage and he said something. And I don't think it was to me. It was just something that he said and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Did you hear that uh, Evan Rachel Wood? Oh, I just saw that. Did you see that story where yeah. he, she's like, I'm going to expose this dangerous man. Yeah. That she was groomed. Oh, yeah, there you go. Aftershock VIP 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was weird. Abu- she accused him of abuse. Grooming and abuse. Grooming and abuse. Yeah. So that she was based, you know, you know what grooming is, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if it's true, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Would it really surprise you if, if Marilyn Manson no, was... No, because he makes... That's like his... It's kind of his image, right? or yeah. whatever. So he kind of exudes that type of Yeah, like your energy. dirt bag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what about the Fox Theater? Oh, Soundgarden? Yeah. In uh, Oakland. Mm-hmm. I love the Fox Theater. Yeah. That, see, those. That, that's what I'm talking about. Those, those small theater-type mm-hmm. venues are the best ones. Shoreline Amphitheater. Have you ever been there? No, that's the outdoor, right? Yes. Yeah, I haven't been at bad that one. That was Van's Warp Tour. Man, Warp Tour. That used to be Wow, look at that. Dang. I like how well preserved your things are. <laughs> All mine were like tattered and, and you know, rubbed off and I didn't keep as good care as mine as used to. Aftershock Discovery Park. Match, uh, Sleep Train Pavilion. That's pretty mm. far away, too. That was Matchbox 20. Goo Goo Dolls, the lead singer, couldn't even remember the lyrics. He was so drunk. No way. Yeah, it was so bad. The band just kind of kept playing. And He's ar- They're already the Goo Goo Dolls. Why do you got to make it worse? <laughs> so this one, Aftershock 2013. You were there? Mm-hmm. I think I've been to all the Aftershocks. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. I think I have, too. Oh, no, I missed one. I know I missed one. I'm trying to think of, see if I have any other venues that we can talk about. I think that's it. A lot of this, some of this is just Kellen and some things that we've been to, like plays and. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. 
And thank you for your time. I, I think that I kind of, we, we've been teasing the, the idea of having you come on and just be just a regular, a regular Joe instead of being the ink off me person. Right. Which is always fun. But, um, you know, I, I, since we've gotten to know each other and since we've been able to spend some time outside of, you know, work, mm -hmm. it's been nice to, to get to know you, but also you just always help me get out of my funk that I've, that I'd always seem to be in. And I don't know, you're just an angel in that way. And oh, I just, and I'm really you. grateful for, for our friendship mm -hmm. and, um, thank you for your continued support and everybody that I talk to that goes to ink off me, you know, friends and family, they all say you're the best you're and Barb's the best and they just can't wait to see you guys. And yeah. they just always have so much fun with you. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> so we're not lying. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And you've been there for me too. And I know there's sometimes actually that you don't even know it. Yeah. And probably that sometimes I don't even know it. Exactly. Yeah. Just pop in and like, Oh, I needed just that. Just check in. I just needed that. Yep. Yeah, it's so great. Check in with your people. If there's somebody Please on your do. list, yeah, just go through your phone. Just like, Please you know, do. somebody you haven't messaged in a while. If there's somebody you're thinking about and you're like, you know what? I feel like they just need to know that I'm thinking about them. Just say hi. Like, right. That's one of those things you could just do to, to help brighten somebody's day that, that you might, you never know how much of an impact that would have on somebody. So something, yeah. just simple acts of kindness like that. And try to do it often. Yeah. You know, be there for each other and learn to like yourself love yourself love yourself real good <laughs> what song were we gonna were we gonna oh uh low to? high plains drifter oh, yeah. oh no wait no, what? Were gonna, no 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 what were you talking about remember there was a song you were gonna play out oh the, the oh yeah i was gonna intro with oh that was intro a, but oh. we'll but we'll we'll outro to it too because <laughs> i mean it's a good it's a good song so there we go beastie boys Broadcast.